0: Hey guys, and welcome back to the first episode. Well, first proper episode of Let's Talk Liverpool this season for the Premier League game uh, for Liverpool against Leeds at Anfield. And my god, like flipping hell, it was a roller coaster of a match. Like, if the rest of the season's like this, like. Um, I think this is our punishment for, for such a good season last season, but oh my god, it was it was a game filled with ups and downs, filled with moments of brilliance and moments of horrendous defending from both teams, and uh, yeah, just a game that I guess really summed up the Premier League and sold the Premier League on the first kind of weekend, which is from a commercial perspective what the Premier League would hope for, but showed, uh, for me at least, uh, really good and positive things uh, from a Liverpool perspective uh, obviously lots of things to work on too but also then from a Leeds perspective about kind of how I think maybe they'll do this season uh, given how they played against Liverpool um given the things that they look really good at and, and the things that maybe they need to improve as well so as always guys would, we'll do a run-through of, of kind of analysis on the goals and then I've got a couple of points that I want to make around kind of analysis of the game what I thought uh, we did well what I thought um we probably could have done differently or better and um well, before I jump into that, I just want to touch on Leeds quickly. Uh, we'll touch on we'll touch on the goals and we'll talk about their their fantastic play, but um, by God, they're a credit to the Premier League. Like It's their first game up, you know, we know Leeds' history with the Premier League uh, and and kind of the the romanticism with having them back in the Premier League. And and they didn't kind of rest on that. They showed exactly what they showed in the Championship last season, that they're a really hard-working team that are not afraid to press, not afraid to get in the faces of the opposition, whoever that may be, whether it be Liverpool, the Champions, uh, or just a a team lower down down the division. And uh, they showed that for 90 minutes, you know, after watching the first 15-20 minutes, I was like, now nah, there's no way Leeds are going to keep this up for the entire ninety minutes. But they proved me wrong. Um, whether or not they can sustain that over the course of a whole season is yet to be seen. But if I take anything from this game, I think Leeds are going to have, um, uh, are hopefully, I think a very, a very successful season for them. In my Premier League predictions video, uh, I thought that they might finish towards the bottom. But having watched that, I feel like I should, I, I should also already uh, change that prediction because just the way they played, the confidence they played with, the number of plays they got forward. Uh, very, very impressive. So uh, I'll be definitely looking forward to watching Leeds play. But let's touch on. Let's start with the goals, right? Because there are so many. <laughs> we uh, I was I was not expecting to to go through this many goals on, on one game, on our first game of the season. But uh, scoring started very, very early uh, within five minutes, actually, with with a penalty. Uh, it was definitely a handball. Uh, I think when you see it, although it did uh, deflect slightly up off off uh, the defenders. And knee his hand was so far away from his body um that it was you know directly object um obstructing the ball from getting through so I think it definitely was a penalty and uh Salah scored it no no problem smashing it down the middle and I really thought when that happened that you know that put us in a fantastic uh great position uh and could we kind of go on from here you know we've seen it before where we score an early goal we get on top we we cause some more chances we score two or three goals the the opposition get demoralized and that's pretty much game over just from from the first five ten minutes but uh, it didn't turn out that way at all and i think that's probably as much as it is down to to our errors and liverpool's errors i think it's down to the the fantastic play and fight and determination um of uh, of leads and and they showed that in terms of the equalizer uh was a fantastic ball upfield by calvin phillips and it was a great bit of play from harrison first to cut inside of uh, trent alexander arnold uh, and then to cut inside gomez with a fantastic strike at the near post past allison the one thing i would say uh about liverpool and what we could have done better there so i think trent got caught out too easily i think the uh, harrison got past him uh, too easily Uh, And then also just the kind of defense in terms of how Gomez and Trent, the the closeness between the two, how they cut out Harrison wasn't the best. And um, we did look a bit disorganized at that point in terms of being able to cut out things that last season we were just able to cut out, things that weren't an issue last season. Uh, But fair play to Leeds from Harrison. It was a very, very good goal, very good take uh, and very good finish. But it didn't stay that way for too long and I don't think any of the scores really stayed the same apart from uh, in the second half. And uh, we did make it 2-1 shortly afterwards. It was a great cross from Andy Robertson uh, from the corner and Virgil van Dijk rising uh, almost a free header. I think it was a free header. He managed to lose his defender with kind of Sadio Mane running across the defender and and Virgil van Dijk was able to just head the ball. Uh, It was at the goalkeeper but the amount of force on the header kind of just forced the goalkeeper back. Uh, past the line, but it was it was very weird. The referee didn't give the goal straight away. The commentators here, at least in the UK, didn't really pick up on it. And obviously, there's no crowd noise. So it went a bit quiet. You thought, you know, is there a foul somewhere? You know, they all, in, in corners, there always is, the you know, there's a possibility of a foul as players run, kind of run into each other. But it was given as a goal, and um, we were 2-1 ahead. But no sooner have we gone 2-1 ahead, uh, and we praise Virgil van Dijk for his fabulous header, we actually go back, the other end and lead score to make it 2-0 with Patrick Bamford. And for me, this was... Um, we've seen Virgil van Dijk since he's come in, right? We, we, we talked about when he first came in about how he's a Rolls-Royce of a defender. And we saw, we've seen that so much, we've got so used to it. One thing I would say, though, in this game at least, particularly with the second goal, I saw a bit of complacency. Now, this was something that was always going to be a potential problem coming into a season after you know working so hard and becoming champions that we would get complacent with how we play, what worked, um, and kind of just being champions. And and I I really saw this in that Virgil van Dijk clearance or the attempted clearance, uh, which didn't work obviously as he would have liked, uh, and was finished off by Patrick Bamford. But that complacency, I'm sure Klopp will be drilling into the plays. It's not something we can see this season. We we just can't have complacency if we're gonna if we're gonna have any chance of Retaining the Premier League. Uh, we, we just honestly just can't be that complacent. Uh, I'll quickly run through the final goals because I want to touch on the analysis more. But 3 um, uh, 2 is one goal for me that I really, really want to call out. It was a fantastic finish from Salah right in the top bins. And um, yeah, I'm sure at this point, with two goals in the first like 35 minutes, he would have had uh, fantasy Premier League um, uh, players rejoicing all around the country and all around the world. And uh, it went into halftime 3 2. Uh, and it, you kind of knew it wasn't going to end 3-2, right? With with both defenses being so disorganized, uh, but both attacking, both attacks being so clinical. Uh, yeah, you always knew this wasn't going to end um uh 3-2 and it, and you know it didn't um Leeds kind of worked their way back into the into the second half Liverpool were pressing but not really creating too many chances and it was actually Leeds who got the equalizer uh, Liverpool had threatened but but hadn't made hadn't scored that fourth goal to give themselves a two goal advantage and and Leeds capitalized on that and um really really good goal really great finish by Click and again bodies in the box was the reason why they scored that goal and uh, fair play to them because they still continued to commit even though they were even though they were behind Uh, But then ultimately, as I think was always the case, that Liverpool were able to just pull it out when it mattered um, and able to get a penalty right in the dying embers of the game with Fabinho... Uh, just getting being able to knock the ball uh, past the defender and the defender taking him out. And it was, again, stonewall penalty. No, no conversations, no ifs, buts, or maybes. Uh, and it was Salah, who had a chance for his hat-trick, who had been the best player on the park by Marr, but I'll talk about that a little later. Uh, and he smashed it down uh, to the right, I think it was. Um, and he put it away nicely for his hat-trick and to give us the 4-3 lead. And that was pretty much it. And, and we took away the three points. And um, I think... Yeah, it, there were lots of goals and there were lots, lots of lots of positive things, as I said, and lots of negative things. And one of the negative things, I think, that I want to start off with was, was why Klopp left Fabinho on the bench. Um, I thought this was quite a puzzling decision. Maybe there's something behind it in terms of injury or something that we don't know about. Um, but Henderson didn't play at the end of last season, uh, has only been really training and hasn't played for, for a long, long time. And um, kind of ever since Fabinho came to the team, once he had that initial betting in period, unless he was injured, he's always played because... He provides such a solid um, kind of defense in front of the back two and almost becomes a back three when he drops in there, uh, as well as his you know his um, his play moving forward, dinking balls in behind like we've seen for, for him for Sadio Mane many times last season. And uh, something questionable as to why Klopp decided to go with that midfield. I think given Henderson having, having not played and things like that, the midfield I would have gone for would have been Fabinho, Cater and Wijnaldum uh, and then maybe bring on Henderson for Cater or someone like that. But I think you know maybe Klopp wanted to get his captain back in the team, which I understand. But it just seemed like a strange decision. And when Fabinho did come on, uh, we looked a lot more, we looked a lot better, and we were able to sustain the attacks, uh, which is what Fabinho really does really really well. The other, I guess, negative thing I want to talk on, and it's not really a negative thing, but it's something that I think uh, we will it will just address itself as we play more games, and that is the form of Trent Alexander Arnold. So I think he he looked really off it in this game. Maybe it was his fitness. Maybe it was just he wasn't up to speed because I think he missed out. He didn't really play in any of the preseason games we had. uh, Played a little bit for England, but just hasn't had those minutes that some of the others uh, had. Obviously, he didn't play in the um, Community Shield final either. And he really did look off it. He didn't look like his usual best, you know, fizzing in fantastic balls, getting forward down the right-hand side. Uh, And that showed with Klopp taking him off with just a couple minutes to go. Even though that was a bit of a defensive change just to give us a bit of protection at the back, I think uh, Trent definitely needs a couple of games uh, just to get back into the swing of things. It's not necessarily a criticism of himself. Uh, All the players kind of go through this process and I'm sure we'll see many Premier League players and Premier League teams suffering from the same thing. Uh, But yeah, it's just something I want to call out that I think maybe Nico Williams can capitalize on early in the season. Whereas if he can get himself into the team, Um, and and kind of play and play well whilst Trent's getting back into form. I think that'll be really, really good for Liverpool and for Nico Williams too. And then the final thing I want to touch on from a negative perspective before I get to praising Mo Salah, which we must, must do um, because maybe he is, I don't think he's maybe appreciated by everyone as much as he should be. But the final point I want to talk on is around the defence. So we talked a bit about the defence in terms of their first goal, in terms of looking a bit disorganised. And, uh, and Gomez and Van Dyke just didn't have their best games. I talked about Van Dyke maybe being a little bit complacent. Gomez looked a little bit off it. I don't know whether he maybe had a bit of fatigue after playing for England twice. Uh, I don't know what it was or maybe they're not used to the partnership and getting used to that. But the defence was a bit disorganised. And by disorganised, I mean the lines that they were holding we do hold a high line we have held a high line for the last couple of seasons so it's not something we're implementing for the first time uh, but they weren't in line and we nearly got caught out a couple of times by that um, they both made individual errors as well which is very very rare uh, but again I think this is something that will just be a bit of a betting in period particularly the beginning of the season and I think as is as is the case for all teams at the beginning of the season the most important thing is just the three points Um, you need to get those three points on the board to get that momentum going and by doing that you give yourself the the ability to grow into the season and get to your best form Uh, no one's going to be playing their best football straight away right we all know that Um, and so it's important one just get the three points um, and then two use these experiences as things to learn on and, and work on in training and then finally I guess I want to touch on the the main positive in this game for me and that was Mo Salah and he was on it like a car like he was absolutely on it. Um, fantastic play, fantastic, you know, um, setup play, fantastic finishes. Bo salas finishing has been something that people have questioned for a while, and it's always one of these very strange things because we saw in the first season he came. Yes, he wasn't the most clinical on his left, feet, left foot, but he he the re- he scores that many goals for a reason, right? Um, and the reason is he's a great finisher, and we saw that with. Um, his second goal, where he absolutely just lashed the ball into the top corner. Now, most players would have just leant back and absolutely blazed that over the bar into the stands, but he was able to, re- you know, keep his keep his knee over the ball um, and get it going towards the um, to the goal. And, and it was a fabulous finish. And we saw with the penalties as well. You know, a fantastic finishes. The first one straight down the middle. The second one t- uh, over to the right, and keeper was nowhere near it. And uh, he was by far the best player on the pitch. He looked the most dynamic, the most fit. Uh, and I think everything on that on that on that kind of stance was great. And the only thing I want to end on in today's episode is obviously as we have a shout out to Klopp, and I mentioned it a bit before. But for me, it's about keeping Fabinho in the midfield. Fabinho, for me, has to be in the midfield when he's fit. He he provides that shield in front of the back in front of the back four, uh, as well as he provides that kind of cutting edge going forward as well, playing those balls over the top. But um, yeah, I think other than that, I think it will just take a bit of time uh, for the players to bed in and stuff. But anyways, guys, thank you for listening to this first episode of Let's Talk Liverpool. Make sure you subscribe if you're watching on YouTube and follow if you're listening to this on the podcast. But thank you all for listening and I'll catch you on the next one.